Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapists or sex therapists, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Accidental Swingers. We're Marina and Tristan, a longtime married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle. But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging. Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures. And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple. And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing. We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us. But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others. So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys. And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes. Others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time. So grab a drink. Or settle into your seat if you're driving. Relax, sit back, and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The The Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Accidental Swingers podcast. Welcome. Episode 45. Episode 45, yes. And for those of you who are actually viewing this eventually on YouTube, we are uh, sitting outside. Is this our, well, this is not our first outside experience. No. But this is our first like open air outside experience. (laughs) Yes. We've been on patios before, but. True. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we, honey? It's third Thursday. It's third Thursday. That means that we're at Caliente. We are at Caliente. So we chose this particular spot. We're here, as you can see. Uh, if you're going to watch this on YouTube, you'll be able to see. We're um, by the pickleball slash tennis courts here at Caliente. There's a quiet little pavilion, and we came out here. The sun is setting on us as we're recording. As we speak. So hopefully we won't be in pitch dark before we finish this, but uh, it's gorgeous. What a gorgeous day. It has been a beautiful day. It's so beautiful. The temperature is amazing. So you'll hear, I'm getting ready to hear a cart go by. You'll be able to hear the wind rustling. So uh, we're outside. That's what it sounds like when you record outside <laughs> but there aren't a lot of people because it's right at the in-between time it's we're at like right, twilight right. where everybody is headed back to get ready for ladies night tonight or the band was playing earlier out on the stage that was kind of cool uh and then they stop and get ready for the evening festivities so it's um it's a beautiful day it is a beautiful day and we're very much looking forward to the party tonight and yes it's gonna be a lot of fun always ladies always, nights, always. ladies is, nights are is, a lot of fun it's yeah. pretty good <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I like it. Ladies I- drink free from <laughs> 8 till 10, just in case we haven't said that part. What? Hmm. Why are we here on a ladies' night? I don't know. Can it's it just be? a coincidence. What a coincidence. Yes. What a happy, happy coincidence. I will say that um, we are not sitting here naked. We were earlier. You and, were. And so, so, you were completely <clears throat> naked. As we were walking through the resort looking for the perfect place for us to record, 
I felt really awkward wearing clothes. And so <laughs> he did. He's like, I, I feel so weird wearing clothes here. Everybody else is naked. Everybody and else like, is naked. And it's like, okay. Well, you shit. can still wear clothes. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, and that is the wonderful thing about Caliente. It is clothing <laughs> optional. Typically, my option is to not have any clothes on. <laughs> yes. And so, as we once we found our little spot here, then I, I stripped everything down. But I put everything back on out of respect for our viewers, and nobody <laughs> wants to see that. So, I am fully clothed now. Actually, was going to just have my t-shirt on. Yeah. And, and be half but, naked. But no, I actually put shorts on too. So yeah, probably not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Probably, In case you accidentally stood up, and uh, we would have to edit all right. that huge track of video out. <laughs> Something like that. All right, Monty Python. (laughs) But I will say, so if you guys, it's the funniest thing ever. So when we got here, I took a picture of Tristan to tell everybody on Instagram, if you're here tonight, that, you know, where we're going to be, we're out here by the pickleball courts and the tennis courts. So if you have an opportunity on Instagram, go look at the picture that I posted on the Accidental Swingers (laughs) site uh, today, 420. If you notice, Tristan has the happiest look on his face. He's just smiling. And it's like, you talk about our happy place. That's what I said. But you're, the look on your face was amazing. You're just like, oh, Here holding I am your beer. Caliente. Like, yep. yay, going to record my podcast. But Absolutely. <laughs> so it was a hysterical <laughs> picture. You just look so, you look happy, honey. Yeah. Oh, I totally am. Every yeah. time I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking about today on episode 45 of our podcast? There is a lot to talk about today. I mean, first and foremost, we had an amazing weekend last weekend that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. We went to Phoenix, Arizona, and we spent, not Phoenix, your boyfriend, Phoenix, but we, we went <laughs> to Phoenix, very Arizona. Confusing. I kept He's, introducing right him, there. this is my yeah. boyfriend, Phoenix, and they were like, what? Yeah, like not related, not related to the city. He's over there. Yeah. You hear him laughing. <laughs> so we went to the Real Hot Wives of Phoenix event, which mm-hmm. was organized by our friends Brian and Brenna, the Front Porch Swingers, and Dave and Nicole, who own Playhouse LV and Flirts LV. And they just put on the most amazing event. We had so much fun last weekend. We've been looking forward to that for months and months, and it finally came. And we had such an amazing, we had never been to Phoenix before, by the way. And uh, what an amazing place. And we just, we loved it. So we're going to talk about that later. We're also going to talk a little bit more about what we have coming up in the near future. Mm-hmm. But primarily we're here to talk because it is April 20th, 420. 420. So I think primarily we're here to talk about recreational chemical use in the lifestyle. It became a very fortuitous day mm-hmm. that recording this episode already planned. Like these episodes are planned out in the sense of that we're going to be here. And when I when we realized it was going to be 420, we thought that was a really an excellent opportunity to kind of tie these two things together. Even though this episode won't release for a little while. But we get asked all the time. Yeah, we do about drugs and what our thoughts and experiences and ideas are about recreational drug use and Mm -hmm. alcohol use in the lifestyle because as you know it's pretty prevalent at least alcohol it definitely is certainly alcohol is and i mean and all you need to do is look at any of our instagram accounts and you'll see (laughs) that most of our pictures are pictures of the drinks that we're drinking and the cocktails that we've ordered and or made and so for us it's a huge part of the lifestyle and for a lot of people it is a huge part of the lifestyle but i'm i'm gonna amend that it's a it's a part of our lives 
It's not a part That's of our true. life necessarily in the lifestyle. Yeah. We enjoy drinking on a regular basis anyways. Right. Like we enjoy creating cocktails and we enjoy coming up with combinations and things that taste great or trying new and different things. And so we've always been drinkers. So that's, that's I don't want to yeah. say that that's not part like of a, our yeah, journey yeah, in the like, lifestyle. Yeah. No, we were already, yeah. we were already well versed <laughs> in drinking before this started, yeah. but we do talk about a lot. And, and I think that's why a lot of listeners will ask us, well, you guys, all you do is drink and you, all you do is talk about drinking. That is not all that we do. And actually we're very, aware of what we drink and when we're out at parties and house parties and anything like that because we don't want to lose control and that's happened before and so mm -hmm. i think you kind of have to do that kind of go through the process to to feel like what you want to do and what you don't want to do but i just want to say that because yeah. it, it's not part of our lifestyle journey but it's part of our lives and my family has always been a party family even my grandparents and my parents and mm -hmm. so it's just part of our lives to drink responsibly and to have fun with it so right now that, and that's a great distinction because it's not required and i'm thinking particularly of in chicago a few weeks ago in our swinging and kink session somebody mm -hmm. asked this particular question this very question like do you have to be drinking to be in the swinging lifestyle and this is in the context of the kink lifestyle and this was a kink event and she said, I'll never forget this. She said, it seems to me like anytime I go to any kind of swinger event, like everybody's drinking, everybody's drunk. And it seems like that's required that you have to do that in order to get comfortable enough to, to play. Whereas in her primary community, which was the kink community, that's a complete taboo. You do not right. do that right. in, in the kink community. And so it, it raised a really interesting question. And we had never actually heard it posed that starkly before which was, do you have to drink right. to be a swinger? And, you know, the answer is, of course, no. As you point out, yeah, we drink because we enjoy drinking. Right. But I can see for somebody from the outside looking in at us, that might appear to be the case because, you know, there is a lot of drinking in the lifestyle. And it's part of the social fabric that we have as we all get together. And as we are going to get together later in the bar mm -hmm. tonight here at Caliente, I mean, that's what we do. And for me, it's a social lubricant. And we'll talk more about this later with my social anxiety, mm -hmm. um, with various forms of addressing that. But that's one way, and that's one kind of crutch for me, is alcohol. But it certainly isn't, you know, if you show up at a swinger event and don't drink, nobody's going to look at you any differently. Right. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this earlier as we were talking about what we were going to talk about tonight. And we have not talked about this. But have you noticed that when we go out and meet single guys, most often the single guys do not drink? Right. And I'm wondering if that's because, well, there are several levels of this. And first of all, they're trying to make a great impression on us, but more importantly, you. But if play is going to be involved, I'm sure they're concerned about performance mm -hmm. and they don't want to be impaired and not be able to perform for you. And so that's just one piece of that. But as far as just couples getting together, usually in a party situation, there is going to be drinking. And that's kind of the norm. I think you said it best with the social lubricant piece. I mean, I think yeah, I know yeah. that that is for me as well. And I'm an outgoing, confident person. So I normally don't need the extra. But mm -hmm. uh, it, for me, it's relaxing. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is it's that it's just the prop that you need in your hand you know and so that's a great point i yeah. feel more awkward if i don't have something in my hand what i love and we saw this i think i think the first time we actually really talked about it maybe it was when we went to vegas in the fall or maybe even a little bit before that some of the bars especially in the tourist areas where we're we love to find uh, hole in the wall type places and here when we go down to st pete there's lots of different cocktail lounges and things like that 
the new kind of twist on non-alcoholic, but their beverages. It's like the craft cocktails that don't necessarily have the alcohol in them. And I think that's an amazing, they're, they're bottled. You can buy, you can get bottled water or, um, canned water that looks like it's like a Red Bull or something like that, that is just water, but it makes it look like it's not just water. It gives that visual of something different. And I honestly think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways that you can do things. You can drink um, like kombuchas and stuff, stuff that's healthy for you that is meant to look like or, or act like a cocktail. For me, that would be something that I would look for so that I could have that something in my hand that isn't just water. Right. That's giving me a flavor. There's a mental component to it. I would be totally open to that without having the alcohol in it because I don't necessarily need it to but it is relaxing and it mellows you out a little bit yeah it well it certainly does for me and and, it, and for me it certainly is a social lubricant and it's certainly a dance lubricant because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all of our people know that anybody who sees me tonight is gonna know like I don't dance for shit but I, I feel like I gr- dance great when I'm you know you do. a couple drinks you and do, a couple honey. beers you in. are yeah. amazing you are so great <laughs> yeah it's that Brad Paisley song god if you haven't heard that one, I, forget, I think well, maybe just, no, it's just called alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. yeah, this Brad Paisley, right? Yeah, Brad Paisley. God, that's our throwback alcohol. from yeah. way back when. Back in our early days. Yes, yeah. I don't even think we were married. <laughs> I don't even think we were, but it, yeah, so that's an old song. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, look that one up if you have a chance. It's kind of fun. But I think the other thing too is that it's so important for folks to understand is that you don't, you do not have yeah. to drink. And there are plenty of sober people in in the lifestyle that sobriety, like maybe they're even battling it. I mean, there, there's plenty of folks that it runs a spectrum just like with anything else. You're going to find people in, in all walks of life, in all aspects of where they are in their journey. And some will drink and some won't. Mm. And I think for me, it's always been also, a a social thing where I'm more comfortable if the person is drinking and I realize that especially when you're talking about when we first started going out with single guys and they didn't drink it made me uncomfortable and I thought no that's I should reverse that that's my issue that I'm uncomfortable not theirs so it was a shift there too to have to think about but it's just just whatever your level of comfort is and I will say I mean I think there are google it or go to swingers help or any of the different podcasts that are lifestyle podcasts I'm sure there are episodes that talk about drinking in the lifestyle or drug use in the lifestyle but definitely drinking in the lifestyle because there's lots of folks that are there may even be a sober swingers podcast and if there's not that's probably a really great idea anyone (laughs) but that is not for us because we would not be able to talk to that but um but that's okay. And so I think the the moral of the story is that it's whatever feels comfortable for you. Now, if you do not like being with people that drink, then you need to make that really apparent on your profile is yeah. what I would do. If that bothers you, then just make sure it's apparent on your profile. Just say that, you know, alcohol is not a part of your journey and whatever, however you want to put that. I know SLS has a designation for that. Does SDC? SDC does also. Yeah. yeah. So it's it just like smokers and drinkers. So just whatever works for you, make it work for you. Yeah. So, and then what's the next? What's the next? So the next most prevalent substance in the (laughs) lifestyle would be cannabis. And which is on 420, why we're here. Well, it's not why we're here. It's why we're talking about this subject today. (laughs) It happened to be on our third Thursday at Caliente. And so, yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, cannabis use is very prevalent in the lifestyle. Although because it's the legality is state by state. And uh, certainly not federal. It's not as open as alcohol is, of course, but it's very prevalent and it's very, very, I think, very accepted. And actually, that's something else that you also see on profiles pretty frequently is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we're 420 friendly and I think most people are these days. 
but you know it just depends i don't know how many states are 420 friendly recreationally that would have been a good thing well, to recreationally you know? yeah that's a much smaller right um, so i think goal, that yeah. so i personally think that the course of the country is going to eventually lead to more legalization of recreational mm-hmm. cannabinoid usage so it would be interesting to see if in areas where recreational use is legal if it's more prevalent or not here in florida we're just medicinal right we have so medicinal is legal but it's not impossible to find someone <laughs> who may be able to let oh, you try something you if, you're, if you're so inclined right uh-huh. it's not super rocket science so i want to give a little bit of an explanation about cannabis and about recreational cannabis and how it's used and what we have found out because I have come 180 degrees in the last couple of years. I have too. So I'm going to start off with saying- I came slower than you did. Yes. I'm going to say I went full circle. I've gone 360 because in college, (laughs) I was a little bit more pro-cannabis use back then. It was always recreational for me. I never had a supply. I never had a supplier. So it was very much of a, if I had a friend that was a pot smoker, then I would, and literally back then it was pot smoke. So it's not as fancy as it is now. It's a vastly different world. Well, and for me, you know, I started smoking pot in seventh grade and I smoked a lot of pot. You started smoking it? Were you ever more involved in that? Well, I'm possibly growing it too. And so I was very involved in this from an early age. And then throughout my preteens and then teens and into my early 20s, you know, I was. But that when you and I got together. I did not. So I had stopped by then. And I don't even remember why, but I just kind of moved off of it. And actually, it was probably 20 something years. I was trying to think from the time I was 23 when I met you to the time that we actually smoked pot together. I, I, I don't know that we ever did. I don't know either. I can remember the first time that I had sex with you while smoking pot, and that was only like three years ago, <laughs> which I'll talk about later. But so I think it's safe to say that that I, was yeah, not I took something a, I took that, a long yeah, break. Yeah, well, both of us. Yeah. I didn't either. It wasn't something that was part of our lives mm. then. Anyway, it had been earlier on, but just, yeah, not when we met. Yeah, so, yeah and we yeah. never really did it together until And so then, recently. yeah, so let's fast forward. So that's, you know, high school late 80s, early 90s, uh, college, smoking pot, whatever, totally different than it is now. Because it was just like, basically, if it was, it tasted like cut grass, I'm looking at the grass, I'm like, it tasted like cut grass. And that's probably what it was, for the most part. But somehow you still got high. Yeah, well, I don't know. know. That was high test. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You were fancy. Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I just had whatever my friends had at the time. So now let's fast forward. So I'm gonna say my first introduction into medicinal cannabis was probably three or four years ago i would think we were in the lifestyle and one of our one of my play partners had a medical marijuana card and used marijuana (laughs) used it medically is all i'm trying to say good grief but i remember i didn't understand what that meant for him and i didn't understand how that helped him and i was judgy I was a little bit judgy about it, and he asked me not to be judgy about what he needed medically, and I thought, how do you really need this medically? Like, you're just getting stoned. And so I was judgy, and I um, and I said, okay, teach me about, about what it is and why you and use it. And I'm going inter- to interject okay. here as well, because, and I mentioned earlier that, you know, I've come all the way around on this. I voted against the ballot initiative to make medical marijuana legal in Florida. I would not vote that way now. Yeah. I would now vote for, and, I, and I, they're trying to do another ballot initiative for recreational, which I would vote for I now. I will vote for that. 
but that was not me a couple of years ago. And I can't tell you because I don't know what the shift has been, but I think it's just because I'm more open-minded now than I was five years ago for a lot of reasons, uh-huh. partially, well, mainly, uh, mainly because of the lifestyle. Right. I'm much more, my thinking is much more inclusive than it was five years ago. I think that's partly because for me, because we've met, he was the first person we met. I think when, because when you're kids of the 80s and the don't do drugs initiative, which I don't think worked, but at the time we didn't know any better and that's what our country was trying to do. So you have like this negative connotation about it. I think that it's gotten a bad rap and I'm the first one to say that I I didn't understand it and I didn't know how it worked with your body and I always just thought people were just trying to get stoned and have a good reason to say I'm stoned and I don't have to get drunk and that's what I can do to have my altered state. Again, not realizing and understanding the true power and the true benefits that folks can get from cannabis products. Yeah, the the legitimate medical Mm -hmm. benefits. Right. So for me, that was a real turning point. And I did give him crap about it, but changed my, I softened. I still didn't change it. I softened. And I don't even know that he ever offered me any, but I didn't take any because I don't usually need extracurricular stuff except for alcohol (laughs) every once in a while. But it was really interesting to learn a little bit more about it, a little bit why it's helpful, and then to kind of soften my stance and say, well, I can see where these things would be beneficial to other people. And then, you know, to be totally honest, our oldest child came to us at some point in time and talked to us about the fact that this was something that he wanted to do. And he suffers from some anxiety and depression and mental health stuff going on. And we said, you know, let's talk about this as a family. And we did. We sat Mm -hmm. down and talked about it because he had started smoking some cannabis products and stuff. And so we sat down and talked about it as a family and, and said, you know what, let's really talk about it, share with it, make sure it's not secret. And then see how it how it benefits you. And he really laid out a really good argument. So much so they were like, okay, we'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I mean, I think that was part of it too, but it was we were worried for him. Yeah. And I think that the reality is that it's been beneficial for him. It really has. And yeah. I, we've seen that. And then doing a little bit more research for ourselves and then having the opportunity to try some different things. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a little bit of the things that we have found out and that we've tried. And we'll tell you about our experiences, and we're going to give you some resources. Um, This is us. This is us talking. We're not doctors. We're not anything. We're just us talking. (laughs) But I do want to say, as we've done a little bit more research, the research is very young. All this research is definitely in its infancy because there really hasn't been a lot of stuff done on the benefits of, of all cannabis products. So talking about the fact that CBD and THC, THC is what we normally think of when we're smoking pot, but CBD, you see that on signs everywhere, CBD oil, you know, available here. And I was always like, what does that even mean? And do you trust CBD oil that you get from the gas station? I'm still not sure. I don't know. I don't know that I would, but in finding out a little bit more about it. So we've been very lucky to travel these last couple of months to states where the cannabis is, is recreational. Mm -hmm. It's expensive, but it's recreational. And I can't imagine that it won't take Florida a long time to dip into this tax pot that's waiting. So we've had the opportunity to go to dispensaries and ask people. The best thing you do is go to a dispensary that has amazing staff. And we can give you a couple of recommendations if you're ever in Chicago. But we got so much help and so much information where we didn't even realize there were so many different variations and all the different things with the CBD derivatives mm-hmm. that are now becoming more and more popular. I think they're not quite as popular in states where recreation.
recreational cannabis usage is not legal yet. Right. We went to look up because Phoenix has his uh, medical marijuana card and he's over there giving the high fives over in the background. But we've looked for stuff that's similar to what we have found in other places. And it's harder to find here, mm-hmm. at least that a way that it's marked because it's not recreational and the recreational side is a totally different animal. Yeah. But in our research, what we found out was that basically the main components of the cannabinoid plant, everything kind of derives from the CBG. That's the mama, the mama strain, the mama stuff of what's going on inside the plant. So I'm going to give you a great article right here. I read an article on dadgrass.com, which I just loved, and explained the differences between the CBD and the THC and et cetera. And what it basically talked about is that CBG is the main um, ingredient in the plant, that as the plant grows and matures, the terpenes and things that develop on the flower itself is the THC. But then you can also get derivatives. That's where CBD comes from. That's the hemp. So hemp is a plant that's not fully mature, right? No. So hemp is a, it's the same basic genetic material, but the genetics are such that the, the psychoactive components of the hemp plant is much lower than the plants that are used for, you know, for production of marijuana. Gotcha. I mean, the same genetically, right. basically the same, but just different um, chemical composition. Uh-huh. And this article talks all about that, by the way. So mm. let's talk about the hemp versus the other. Yeah. I don't know about the hemp because I never grew that. Yeah, I don't know. I was, yeah, I was growing to- like full on, <laughs> you know. Afghan, yeah. Let's. So they talk about that with it, and I think that's the difference between why the CBD at like the the gas stations mm. are from hemp plants, and the CBD from the dispensaries are from marijuana plants. Yeah. So and, I, and there is a there is a distinction, and it's in the Federal Register, and I think it's part of the Farm Bill, most recent Farm Bill, right. where when there are certain levels of THC, then it's below this threshold. It's hemp above this right. and, and That's legal right. federally and then above that threshold then it is beyond hemp and not not legal federally thank you Yes. Exactly. So that's the kind of the main component. And out of those that are the plants that are then the medical marijuana side or the marijuana side, not even medical, that CBG then turns into THC or CBD or CBN, which is another one that we were introduced Mm to when we started to do some research and finding these products at the recreational stores. So definitely check out the dadgrass.com article. And of course, you can Google any of this. The other thing that I found was very interesting. You know, we interviewed Dr. Justin Laymiller on episode 12, 12, I think it is. Yeah. And so he has the sex and psychology website and blog and podcast. He's wonderful. Definitely listen to him. Um, But he has a bunch of articles. He had just released something recently because it's 420. So everybody's releasing their stuff. And so he just released an article about cannabis usage. So I went back through his website and found some amazing articles. His is sexandpsychology.com. The thing I like about him is that when you read pull up his art i just searched marijuana so go to his website search the word marijuana the articles will come up but he does a lot of research mm-hmm. based writing so he'll say the research indicates and then he'll link to the research so if you really want to read the research go through his stuff and read it there because he cites lots of that stuff especially there was an article last year that was in april of 2022 that was really good it talked about the research about it but the research is very new like i just said And so what they're finding and what people are reporting is that within the usage of THC and CBD-based products, that folks are having stronger orgasms, 
they're having a higher sex drive and that they're experiencing less performance anxiety, Mm -hmm. which was what made it interesting to us. Yeah, absolutely. To see if that would be an experience that we had. The other thing I wanted to mention, there's a great blog post that came out this week by Emily with sexwithemily.com. And she talks about her favorite, which she says that are tried and tested. I wonder what Emily's doing. (laughs) But she lists her favorite products. So that's another article to read that had some great information about it. So that's why we got interested in perhaps trying some of these things is because of the less performance anxiety, the increased orgasm possibility, and the higher sex drive, and of course, the other benefits that come with it. Um, How have things been for you? I started a little bit earlier yeah, on. You did. I've been you did. so I'll put it this way. I've been about what a year two years ago? Uh-huh. Probably during COVID, right? At the beginning of COVID. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. So in the beginning of COVID, like I said, Phoenix has his medical marijuana card. And I said, you know, I, I would like to try that. Oh, I was I think I was having some back pain or something was going on with my knee or something. And I said, you know, I would like to try this and see if it helps. And also to relax and to you know, I enjoyed marijuana when I was younger in college, so that was okay. Uh, so I wanted to try it. Hadn't had it in a, a million years. And just tried a little bit at a time and felt like I had amazing results for myself. So in the interim, that was when we started looking into more of these type things. And I don't necessarily want to smoke. So we started looking more into edibles Mm -hmm. and what that all consists of. And there's lots of different ways that you can ingest the cannabinoid products. So edibles is kind of what we landed on. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned before, when I was in my teens and 20s, I smoked cigarettes. I had a fiendish tobacco habit and I smoked over a pack a day and I just loved to smoke cigarettes. And I stopped that, I was like 28 or so. So it's yeah. been a long time. Before I, we had kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's actually why I stopped. I, <clears throat> I haven't smoked in a long time other than, you know, I have cigars from time to time, but you don't inhale those, or at least I don't. So I don't want to smoke anything or at least smoke as little as I as I can. And so, as I mentioned earlier, my first time that I had smoked pot in probably 30 years was about three years ago. And we were at the captain's house. Oh, yeah. And because I was trying to think, you know, like, all right, so here I am. I'm 22, 23. And I used to smoke pot every fucking night and drink and hang out with my buddies in Gainesville. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so... I'm like, when's the last time I, so I think that was the last time that I, you know, was when I was like 23. So here I am early fifties. And so we're at the captain's and he's partaking. You actually did too. And yeah, that was about the second time that I yeah. had anything in And so forever. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? And so, <laughs> so I grabbed, and so, I mean, like literally old school little yeah. ceramic pipe. And so I took a hit. I took a teenage Tristan hit, not a 50-something-year-old Tristan hit. And so it was a little and harsh. And not a, uh, the technology um, of the well, plant has. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't get ahead of oh, the joke. Sorry, I always do. I know. Yes, you do. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. So I recovered from that, passed around, came back to me. I took a, still a teenage Tristan hit, but a little less vigorously. <laughs> Passed it back around <laughs> a third time. And on the third one, the captain said, yo, chief, this isn't what you're used to smoking. Right. <laughs> and so This isn't your high school no, weed, dude. And, and he was right because <laughs> I got so fucking baked. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I remember at one point, so I'm lying on the bed. He's got you in the chair. He's fucking you. <laughs> and he looked over at me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 
I'm good. All right. So he went back to fucking you. And, and <laughs> so he needed a break. And so I saddled up and I was just like fucking rock hard and ready to go. And so I even like pulled the things down with the nipple clamps. I put them on your nipples. And this is the sex swing that yeah, the captain has. There's yeah. all these like different tools oh, yeah. and attachments. all kinds of accoutrements. And it's like a Swiss Army knife. It's like Batman's yeah. utility belt. And so <laughs> it's a sex swing. Yeah. It's Batman's sex swing. That's exactly what it is. Because there's shit that comes out of hidden pockets. Oh, yeah. There's like lube. Yeah. You can like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, literally there's yeah. lube tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pulled the retractable nipple clamps down, put them on you. Of course, they retract again. That just creates the nipple tension. Yes. And I'm it fucking hurts. away. <laughs> and I'm just wasted. And so I look up at him and I say, man, look at me go. Get the camera. <laughs> and so I forgot this might have been 30 seconds or five hours. I have no fucking clue. In my mind, it was five hours. You're like, oh, I think you even said out loud, I am fucking like a porn star. <laughs> I did. I did. And so, who knows? That's the beauty. Uh, yeah, that, that is. is part of the beauty of cannabis. It's like, yeah, I, shit, maybe four hours, 30 seconds. I have no idea. But I think it was somewhere in between. I, I enjoyed the fuck out between. of it. And I'm pretty sure you did, I did too. I enjoyed the fuck out of you and it. A million percent. And you're right. This is where I was like, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Maybe yeah. we should look into this a little bit more often. I fucking totally forgot. So that was my, that. Yes. I know, and I did too until we started looking at this outline. Yep. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that time at the captain's. I was like, because yep. that literally, because I was trying to think, when was the first time yeah. since I was in my 20s that I had smoked pot? And, and that was it. And I think that and was I did the it up second right. time. <laughs> yeah, you did. I think that was the second time for me because I probably did with him earlier yeah. on the time before we had a private play date. Yeah, that was awesome. And you did fuck like a porn star yeah babe. that was awesome yeah I, I, yeah, yeah it was awesome so i was um, also maybe a little stowed myself oh, yeah, so it could have been the yeah. 30 seconds or four so, hours but either way it worked for me too so point taken i mean it's just good <laughs> all the way around and so that was your first time yeah yeah exactly and so that had been forever since i had done that and so typically my my relaxation mechanism is alcohol still is and is right now but that kind of opened my eyes a little bit that, you know, maybe there is something else out there, but I was still kind of hesitant. And we talked earlier about social programming around cannabis. And, and so my mm -hmm. social programming had become, notwithstanding my middle school and high school and early college days, I had become very much against it. This was a kind of an, a, an eye-opening experience like, oh, you know, so it's not so bad. There's great sex involved. And that particular night, and whenever we had playdates at his house, I did not drink a lot. Actually, whenever we have playdates that are at least <laughs> planned playdates, I don't drink a lot. Right. So I thought, well, maybe this is a way that I can kind of have that relaxation, that openness, the looseness without alcohol, because alcohol does definitely have deleterious effects on my sexual performance certainly in excess. And so I started thinking to myself, well, yeah, let's kind of give this a whirl. But then it was another maybe two years before I tried it again, then just in moderation. And then I found for me, and this is another good point about cannabis, everybody's body reacts differently to it. And even though from the time I was 12 <laughs> until the time I was 23, I had a really high tolerance and I smoked a lot in those intervening years, whatever happened within my body, mm -hmm. I smoked something and I think it was white widow. I, I kind of remember yeah, the strain yeah. and like I had serious 
anxiety mm-hmm. and just and paranoia and a lot of the really negative effects that can come from some strains with some people. And this is kind of the point. Some strains, some people. Every strain is going to affect every individual differently. And I landed on this one particular strain and just in whatever quantity. And I didn't know. It's like no, two hits. Was, it was yeah, not it was much. And so for that night, I couldn't sleep. I had racing thoughts and paranoia and so forth. That is often associated with high sativa-based strains of cannabis. I think that White Widow is a hybrid, pretty much a 50-50. I have no idea. And it, doesn't, it could change from whatever got, Whatever yeah. doesn't work for you and what does work for you is going to be very different from individual to individual. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the point of this. And so that turned me off of it yet again for a long time. That was beginning of COVID, actually, that I had that experience, which was not a good experience. I'd had one other experience like that when I was like 18 or 19, I think, where I really had a bad reaction to whatever it was that I smoked. Just never know. And so that's kind of the problem where that problem can be solved is with the industrialization of cannabis products and the standardization of cannabis products and knowing what you're getting, where you're getting it from, what dosages you're getting. I think that that's the real benefit. And this is one of the reasons why I've kind of come around in my thinking from being very uh, anti-legalization to now being very pro-legalization is that, yeah, you do have a standard consistent product that's regulated or quasi-regulated, at least more regulated than what you buy (laughs) outside of the system. And so that kind of got my thinking coming back around again. So where I've landed now is, yeah, I really like it. And I really like, as mentioned earlier, I don't want to smoke anything. I mean, we do vape a little bit from time to time. It's small amounts. But where I've really landed in the last, very recently, within the last six weeks or so, is I love edibles. And it comes down to our trip to Chicago mm-hmm. and going to, what was the name of the So we went to Vera Life. Yes. Vera Life in Chicago. So uh, recreational cannabis is legal in Illinois. So when you go, you shop, you can shop either, some dispensaries are medical and adult use. Some are medical only. But we found a dispensary that was close by that was adult use. So you can go in and you don't have to have your medical marijuana card. So yeah, it was Vera Life. They're all over. But that was where we were. That was close to by where we were staying. So we walked over there and we, we wanted to find edibles that would be beneficial for sex and sleeping. That's basically the two big things. Cause normally I don't need anything today, but I'm gonna talk about that too. Um, and that reminded me of another, another anecdote. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that was what we kind of were asking about because sleeping is the biggest thing. And then being able to, if cannabis does help with orgasms and sex drive and longevity or whatever that is like, is there a specific something that helps with that? And so we, we had an amazing, um, at one place they called them, Oh, shoot. What are they I'm going gonna, gonna to call him a cannabis sommelier. Because yeah, they called him the Bud Master. Bud Tender. Bud Tender. Bud Tender. like Bud Tender. Yeah, I know. But it was yeah. a, they were called him the Bud Tenders. And I'm like, oh, that was really clever. So this young guy was so helpful. Like he knew his shit. And it really, that was where we really learned about, because he's like, oh, well, this one has this derivative CBD and has CBN or CBG. And we're like, wait, what? Because I thought it was only just CBD or THC. 
because we don't have right. this in Florida. So there's never there's not an opportunity to really learn about it. And he kind of gave us a primer yep. right there in, in the dispensary about what the different things were. So we learned that the CBD is the more pain, anxiety, and stress. Mm-hmm. Those It kind of targets that. Which is not psychoactive. Right. CB, any of the CB products are not psychoactive at all, right? I don't know that that's necessarily true, but okay. certainly less psychoactive than, than THC. And they say in the article I was reading, the Dad Grass article, said that there's like a hundred something different um, derivatives. Derivatives, yeah. thank you. Of and, the and the research so is ongoing. It seems they all come off the CBG, but there's, so there's the CBD, CBN, CBC is another one that we've heard about. You know, all this research is brand new. There's not a fuck ton of research on this. But he explained our weed sommelier... <laughs> explained and gave us some suggestions about what we thought we would like so we found stuff that was maybe two to one thc actually the one that we really liked was two one one it was two two to one thc to cbd and cbn Mm -hmm. and cbn is a little bit more for nighttime so it's a little bit more sleep helpful Mm -hmm. and then cbg is the one that's a little bit more focused brain helpful correct Yeah, and I told him specifically what I'm looking yeah. for. And I said, look, I'm a swinger. I go to house parties. I like to fuck lots of women. But here's what he happens. He really did. Oh, We're yeah, standing no, I, in the middle of the dispenser, and he's like, yeah, fuck it. And <laughs> just going to tell him I'm, everything. Let's just cut yep. to the chase. This is what I want. And I explained to him, I get distracted. First of all, I get totally in my head when I'm at a sex party. And I get distracted. I have difficulty getting hard and staying hard, regardless of how much Viagra I take, because my brain is going a million miles a minute. I'm looking around at all everything that's happening i'm looking at her i want to know what's she doing oh, what's crimson doing and i just like my squirrel brain goes everywhere and then i start thinking oh well now everybody's watching me and so but they're not so it's just my brain is going a million miles a minute and so no amount of viagra is going to overcome that it's anxiety is the, the root of all of this and so he said all right i think i know what you need so he suggested this and, and, and i told him i only want edibles so it was an edible that is primarily indica. I think it actually is completely indica based. And so there's sativa and indica and sativa is more of a cerebral high. Indica is more of a corporal body high. I much prefer the indica experience. Now you got to be careful because <laughs> you just fucking fall asleep if <laughs> you do too much of it. Right. So for me, that relaxes me. And so he said, all right, so if you take this, that will relax your body and relax your mind. And then the CBN, I think... Mm-hmm. component of it mm-hmm. that has cbd and cbn no, I, I, yeah actually yeah that's right two to one to one those other components of it will help to focus so that you can focus on the woman that you're with not all the women around you and not all the activities going on around you and i said all right great so let's try that and so i have not actually tried that i have not field tested that yet maybe this weekend i don't know <laughs> but i have tested it with you uh-huh. and with crimson <laughs> She's and sitting over there in case you guys don't know why he keeps looking over yeah. that way if you're watching the video <laughs> or in the podcast if his voice trails off it's because he's looking over at her mm-hmm. so but I think that the initial I, the results are you know the exit polling is saying it's <laughs> It's a, it's a home run. I think all of us have agreed that yeah. it has been, we've all pr- very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, I think there was, yeah, we've tried two. We uh, tried a couple the one of with, different, yeah. Yeah, we it, tried the one with the CBD and the CBG, and then we mm. tried the one with the CBD and the CBN. So we've had both of those, yeah. and they've both been like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like in Chicago, that first night that- <laughs> He keeps looking over a person. I know. <laughs> As he looks at his 
partner in crime over there. At one point, we looked at each other, and I was on top of her, and she, we're like, wow, <laughs> the fuck? That was the first night. So you two were together, yeah, and Phoenix yeah, and I yeah. were together, and we both met up the next morning. We're like, like hey, did you guys try the gummy? Like, holy fuck. That was like, we fucked like porn stars all four of us, same thing. We don't know. And it was ours. Yeah, that time, it, it was, was ours, because really we were was. like- Chris and I were both like, um, we can keep going. Let's just keep going. Just keep going. Like, I, my body was not wanting to stop at all. And it was fucking insane. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah. I think we took half doses of that one. No, you, I, you, I took a quarter because okay. so because of my and really small amount of THC. Yeah, because of my Sorry. reticence and because of the bad experience I had earlier, I'm very, very cautious. And so I started out with a quarter gummy, which would be 2.5 milligrams. Yeah. Of THC. Uh, yeah, of THC. Yeah, everything else was and higher. Five. that worked quite well. And so yeah. I bumped it up to a half and so five milligrams. And that's kind of where I'm landing because yeah. I don't want to – this is very new, like within six weeks new, that the edibles that I'm using. And so I'm kind of landing in the five milligram dosage area and that seems great. So for me, a lot of what I was experiencing is just kind of, as you mentioned earlier, like my squirrel brain goes and goes and goes. This relaxed my body, relaxed my brain, and just let me experience who I was with and experience all the sensations. And and I'm a very sensual man to begin with, but when I'm really kind of focusing and feeling everything that's going on, and it just enhanced everything, it just made me even more sensual and even more, oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) slow and, oh, fuck, I could just feel everything. Interestingly, even though I could feel everything, and this has been repeated over and over for the last six weeks with both of you, I don't come as, I mean, I can I'm much more control, maybe because I do feel everything. I don't know. And, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a work in progress, but I can last much longer and while still feeling everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's that heightened sensitivity that allows me to be much more connected with my body and the sex that we're having with you and with her. And all of it just has come together in a really amazing way that I'm still, we're still working on and still figuring out. But I attribute a lot of it to, and and we've tried this with different combinations and it seems to be pretty consistently working. So yeah, I'm totally, (laughs) totally liking it. Now, caveat, we're talking about you and talking about Crimson, women that I'm incredibly comfortable and familiar with and that I don't use condoms with. I had a wonderful three-way about three weeks ago with a new woman that I had not had sex with before. And I hadn't, well, I really like this woman, I love her husband, great, great couple. I'm very comfortable with them, but I was going to use a condom, obviously. So I was kind of worried. All right, well, how is this going to work? I hadn't had sex with a new woman in months. So I took my gummy before I went and met them, used the condom. It was a little touch and go at first, but then once I got going, I was fine. So I think that once I get more accustomed to condom usage again, coming, do you feel like it helped you? I think it did because it, so one of the, the problems with me with condoms is in order to stay hard, I got to keep moving. Friction, yeah, I yeah. got to keep movement going. Whereas if I'm not using a condom, I don't. I can just be in there and just feeling the inside of you. But with a condom, I got to keep moving. And so with my physical state, which is not great, I run out of cardiovascular steam and boom, everything kind of falls apart. 
So I think because I had all these heightened sensations, even within the condom, I was able to, once I got going, and and again, it was kind of touch and go for a while. And then once I got comfortable and kind of relaxed into my body and it was totally fine. And so I think it was beneficial even with the condom on to be able to kind of have the sensations and feel more than I would typically feel. So the jury's still out on that because that's one experience. So I'll report back. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do a follow-up episode about how this is going. Yeah, I think I should. Actually, I think I should test that out quite a bit. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think you should. I think you should use the rest (laughs) of the year to test all this out. A goal for it. Full on. Full on testing mode. (laughs) You have my permission, babe. It's all for science. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, And for our listeners, of course. You know, it's our job. So the things for me that have been amazing are surprisingly, very surprisingly, the non-sexual... Well, let me talk about the sexual benefits and then I'll talk about the non-sexual benefits. So for me, the sexual benefits have definitely been that my orgasms have been much more powerful. They tend to kind of just keep going and rolling it takes me by surprise sometimes the way that my body continues to keep reacting the very first time that on that particular gummy that we were together or right when we got i think it was the night we got back yeah. or whatever or the next night after we got back from chicago Boy, it was a, a marathon session. I could not keep my mouth shut. I was but screaming like, my like guts every, out. I mean, it's like every it was, inch. In it, it I'm like, like, we have to slowly. apologize to the entire fucking neighborhood because yeah. I just probably screamed. I probably woke up people <laughs> 80 houses away. It was, it was, I couldn't control myself. It was insane. But like the look on your face, like I would go in, even <laughs> slowly, it just got slow in, yeah, slow out. Tur- yeah. And your face was just like. Because <gasps> you, yeah, yeah, it, you, it definitely, you uh, yeah, it definitely. Heightened everything, yeah. and it definitely does. So I, uh, I tend to be a. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a fan. Yep. And um, I think we ought to continue our research, as we're saying. Yeah. And, and your, your, your mileage been, may vary. Yeah. But. but and it's been different with different brands. It's been mm-hmm. different with different um, combinations. And so it's kind of like we're trying to find as quickly as we can all sorts of different brands to try. And of course, again, none of this is is legal in Florida. And so we're just trying to pick up a package here. Or there wherever we go where it's recreational um to try it out <laughs> package here or there <laughs> it's a package here or there that's all i'm saying so we can try it out the dip we might buy a package of this and a package of that and a package of something else to see what the different things are to try but you know so for me that's really been a true surprise because mm-hmm. even though i already had arousal and i already felt that even as early as just taking a couple hits when we were back with the captain mm-hmm. and then whatever phoenix would have that i could try a little bit here and there i definitely always felt an heightened sense of arousal yeah. I don't think a higher sex drive, it does not do that for me, but it definitely intensifies my orgasms and I have a heightened sense of arousal. So I can feel more that way. And that reminds me of what I was going to, of what I was reminded of earlier. After my white widow experience that I didn't like, we had some like pure Afghan flour, which is a pure indica, like a land race source indica. And one night I had like two hits of that. And then Crimson and I went to bed and I hadn't had anything, no Viagra, no nothing, as I never use it with her or with you. But it was like I had. I mean, it was it was like I, I, I may as well have taken I may as well have taken Viagra because like <laughs> now again. 
every, everybody's experience is going to be different. But for me, and it makes sense because indica is like a complete body relaxation. And so when your body relaxes, guess what happens? Blood flows. Mm. And so and it goes where it needs to go. And it goes where it needs Well, in this case, it did. Uh, right, right to the porn yeah. star dick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Booyah! And so we started making that kind of a routine because because yeah, it fucking is awesome as shit. Until the Afghan ran out, but I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, just two hits, and that uh, was that was a different. Again, that was flour, so it was it was yeah. a different. It was a different again, I don't way. Like, taking, I don't yeah, like smoking, don't either, yeah, but either. well, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So. Do it. You got to do what you got to do, yeah. man. So I, I, yeah. And I think that is the piece again. Mm-hmm. It's about finding what works for you, finding what works for you. If you are, if you live in a, if this interests you and you live in a state that it's legal, then don't be afraid to go into a dispensary and ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I was going to say, because it was really weird. It was really weird going someplace and having to walk in the door and you feel, first of all, you feel like it's illegal. You feel like the cops are going to come and raid you and whatever. And you feel embarrassed to talk to folks, but don't, that would be my recommendation. Just go in and go, yep, never done this before. Don't think I want to smoke, whatever, whatever it is, it suits you. And you can only buy a certain, well, most places you can only buy a certain amount if you're, if it's recreational. So it's not like you can go and buy $5,000 worth of stuff. You're going to get, you know, I don't even know what depends on wherever you are, but there are limitations, but ask, ask about what you think you might like, and then start with the tiny, small bits. Yeah, start small. And sometimes it takes, it depends on how you take it. Also do some research. If you get fast acting stuff, which is a totally different technology, which is a new technology also, uh, it's a gummy that you chew, but it's a 15 to 20 minute onset. Um, so it kicks in faster, but I don't think it lasts as long as whereas you take like a regular gummy that you're ingesting that goes through your entire digestive system. That could take an hour and a half to two hours to even kick in by the time it gets through your body. It depends on what you've eaten. depends on what you're drinking. There's a lot that goes on with that. So don't be afraid to do the research. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask other people about the experiences that they've had. But just go slow and easy. So that was the sexual side effects. That kind of was what turned us on or turned me around to look at this other things. When we started to take it for those benefits, I realized other things too, like, gee, I seem to be so relaxed. Mm-hmm. And gee, this little things didn't quite seem to get to me as much as they usually do. And you guys all know that I'm dealing with issues with my family, with my mom. And there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. And about the same time, almost six, eight weeks ago, I said to Phoenix, is there something that I can do during the day? I don't want to be high. I don't want to be stoned. I don't even want to feel anything, but I just want to smooth out those edges. Like when I have to go and deal with a bunch of family stuff that's going on, I'm already wound up before I even get there. And so we talked about it a little bit and I decided to try like even a half of a daytime sativa base. So there wasn't the indica that makes you tired. It's more of the mind, right? The sativa is more mm, of the more mind. More cerebral. Yeah. More cerebral. So I just tried even a half of a small amount of a gummy and was blown away with the benefit that I felt for me that it was that, again, it was everything that I wanted and hoped for. I didn't feel high ever. I didn't feel stoned or groggy, but it smoothed out those edges. It just, everything that could have upset me just didn't. And I felt like I handled things better. It still stuff got under my skin and I got frustrated and angry, but I didn't respond and react the way that a lot of times I normally do when I'm in that high 
highly charged emotional environment. And it was so comforting to me to feel like I, it was something that gave me a little bit of an edge to maintain my faculties. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yeah. So not sexual at all. So I've been experimenting with that a little bit. There are some days where I'm like, if I know there's it's a highly intense day and there's a lot of stuff going on, then I might try a small, very small dose of something like that during the day or something where I want to be on totally aware and uh, awake and I don't know, just kind of feeling everything. So I've started to, oops, to mess with that a little bit more, kind of the daytime stuff to see what that feels like. Mm. And I, I think there's, there's a lot of benefit to it. Like the shit they're talking about, like I don't need the THC piece to it. I really am enjoying the, yeah, the other cannabinoids. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying the same long after whatever psychoactive effects would have worn off in my sleep. I'm right. finding myself much more calm and driving to work <laughs> and not getting pissed off at everybody because, you know, I have a long commute into a big city and that's, it's I mean, there, really there has easy. to be amazing. That's it's like, really easy to get pissed off at everything that happens. And I typically do. It's kind of how, you know, I'm a very chill guy unless I'm behind the wheel of a car, then I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> And so, oh, I hear you laughing over there because guess what? Same for her. But I found myself recently being just much more, oh, geez, what a dick. All right, move along. So, okay. Yeah. I, it's kind of softened me out That's as well. Good. That's good. Which is a good thing. So I think the bottom line is we wanted to tell you about our experiences. It's 420. It's a, a perfect day to do that. You know, part of what we do is we're authentic and transparent with you guys. And, and we've been playing with this to see what it's like. And I think it's for us, it's thumbs up. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, but in moderation yeah. and in our own way and in our own time frame. And I think that's the other thing, too, is you do you and you got to work, find out what works for you. And we've been very lucky to travel to some different places where we can try different things and find out what works mm -hmm. for us. So it's been really great. And I would say if that's something that interests you, there is a way with the CBD derivatives. There are so many opportunities. It doesn't have to be like something that you're getting high. But I would say do the research. If you are in a place where you can go to a good dispensary where you can get the adults use the recreational. I don't know that I still would trust anything from the gas station. I don't think that that would be something that yeah. I would try. I don't know what we'll do in our stuff from wherever we are, where it is legal runs out, but we'll get on a plane. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> luckily we're traveling like every other month, yeah, every so month. we don't have to worry about it as much. But I think that that is, to me, that was really the big key is that you don't have to be stoned and high all the time. It's not that, that is not what it is, but it's something that is beneficial for your body. And it's just things that help enhance. Hmm. And right now, not a lot of negativity. First of all, between alcohol versus cannabinoids, you don't get hungover. You have some of the same effects. You're relaxed. You're confident. One of the, the articles, I think it was in Dr. One of the Dr. Lay Miller ones talked about the difference between alcohol and marijuana and people feeling like they are more sexually promiscuous with alcohol, but they felt like they were more sexually excited, satisfied, satisfied yeah. with the cannabinoid products yeah. yeah so it was it's interesting i, I want to go back and read that actual article that talked about the differences so there are there are differences and they may work for you or they may not but we wanted to tell you what we've been doing what we've been experimenting with and what we have found for ourselves and we will report back about mm -hmm. a little bit more the thing i have not tried yet i cannot wait to try i want to try a cbd lube that is just for ladies on the outside and so i hear that that's phenomenal but we don't live in a place where we can get it and i don't i've even looked at the places where the recreational, I think it's something totally different. I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. Tell them your P.O. box. You said we live in an area where we can't get it. Tell them your P.O. box in case they do. Oh, oh, if anybody wants to send me some. Oh, Phoenix is that. Yeah, if anybody wants to send me some, great idea, Phoenix. Like, if anybody wants to send me some, 
um, reach out to me and I'll happily give you our PO box because yeah. Uh, I have some CBD oil if you want. <laughs> apparently, Crimson has CBD oil that she's been hiding, yeah, holding out, and right? uh, has not been sharing. But uh, other than that, besides the people in our direct community that are practically live with us, other than that, we would like to try some. I would like to try some. Actually, I heard some uh, folks from uh, other areas in the country and in North America have talked about how beneficial they have found it. But honestly, yeah, I would love to try that. I haven't tried it yet, and I'll, I'll see. We're headed up to Phoenix and we're headed up to Chicago this weekend. I don't know if they sell it there or not. I started to look, and I've had other things to do, so I didn't get on that. But we'll try and we'll see. But that's that's. That's where we are with that, and that's our take on 420. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. Thumbs up. Yeah, but again, it's up to you, and it's no. The thing I like about it is you don't lose your faculties, yep. and there is no. You can do it. You can dose yourself and find a place where you're in your happy space, but not feel like you're fucked up. Yeah, and I I love that. I don't I ever feel like I don't like feeling like I'm out of control, but to have stuff where. It just enhances and, you know, just makes everything better. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of which, that's our 420 story. Yeah. Really fast. Let's tell everybody about, because we were in Phoenix last weekend, where it is recreational to buy <laughs> products. So that's why we went. That's why I laughed at you <laughs> saying picking up a packet here or there. I know. You're like, <laughs> how much can we buy? And I will tell you, this is, I don't think we've said this amongst the four of us yet. But we all got off the plane in Tampa and our bags were some of the very last bags to come off that plane. I was thinking, holy fuck balls. This is where they're finally going to come across. Like our bags are the last ones. I'm like, what are the odds that our bags get held off? And I'm just, I'm already thinking my story. Like, can I whip up some tears and be like, I didn't know I couldn't bring it back. If they sell it to me, can't I bring it home? Like I was so ready to go with like, just take it. I didn't know what they were going to do. I was worried. It was like, it was crazy. Um, um, but other than that, it was okay. I know. We've heard that it's not that big. We've had that. I know we all, you cannot tell me that we all did not sit there going, oh, fuck, our, our bags are not off the plane yet. And when do they walk out with the security going, uh, yes, uh, accidental swingers, could you guys step over here, please? Because that's actually what they call us. I'm sure they all know us as that. Could you step over here, please? We have something in your bag. But alas, no one even cared. No one said anything. Our, our bags just happened to be last off the plane. So, uh, so we were in Phoenix for the Real Hot Wives of Phoenix event. So let's wrap that up. Let's wrap up this session talking about that really fast. Did we have a good time? We had, we had a an great amazing time. time. So yeah. the four of us went. It was a combination. It was, um, as you said, it was sponsored by the Front Porch Swingers, Brian and Brenna, and David and Nicole with Playhouse LV and Florts LV. We had it in Phoenix, Arizona. And they had an amazing venue. It was so great. It was very, um, it was a decent size, but it was still very personal. It mm-hmm. was it was it intimate. Was the, it, it was the perfect it size. It really was. Perfect we weren't size sure hotel. how it was all going to Perfect size, number of people, like 400 people? No, not them, 300. 300, 300 Yeah, it was a great venue, great number of people. Everybody was, and we we knew some folks, but not a lot, but everybody was so welcoming and outgoing and fun. It was just a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't sure what to expect because this was an actual takeover. So it was three nights, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Yeah. We got there on Wednesday. So we got to, we arrived and we got to see the hotel in its pre venue event 
state. Yeah, state. And then the team there at the hotel and with Brian and Brenna and Dave and Nicole did an amazing job of transforming that entire space, that entire hotel. Just the the little attentions to detail. And we kept telling we kept telling all of them that most people will never notice those little details, but we do. I run events, I help run events, so I know what it's like and I know what it takes to turn that that hotel into something that made it yeah. It made it great. It was really cool. But it, it was a hot wife event, so we didn't know what to expect. We went as Swinky Life and the, and as Accidental Swingers. But uh, we were really there to kind of do more kink education for the swinger community. Mm-hmm. And we took um, our rope, and we had a framework there. So Phoenix and I did rope, and we suspended, and we suspended others. And then we, had, we were in charge of the Shibari Rope Kink Playroom space, which is really just a space. It wasn't really a playroom at night and so we had like all of our floggers and all of our kink toys that so that people could come in and touch them and feel them and use them and um not be afraid if there it wasn't like a dungeon it wasn't scary it was just hey come and look at our sexy fun toys toys. yeah Yeah. we really i don't even think we tried not to call it kinky so we didn't want people to get to feel like they couldn't come in and touch stuff but we had our candles that melt into massage wax tristan had his sensual play stuff which was little bunny fur piece and scarves and uh, even things like bamboo skewers that you can do. So we just, we brought everything that people electric could wand. see. Oh, we had the electric wand. Thank you, Phoenix. Um, the electric wand that we could do electric, uh, electric play with. And it was really neat. It was amazing. And we had so many folks just come in and talk to us every night. Some people came back every single yeah, night yeah. just to kind of see what what we were doing or talk to us and and play with the stuff that we had out that they could use. So it was really neat, and they had the space set up in a really cool way. So there was there were playrooms, there was a little dungeon area, there was a sensual dom mm-hmm. there. Um, they had theme nights. They had a DJ which played the DJs played the DJ great was amazing, music, just great mixes yeah. of music. Um, but all in all, in the end, it was a hot wife event. And so I will tell my story. So we got there on Wednesday. Thursday, people started rolling in. And on Thursday afternoon, we were just kind of hanging out. It was very low-key. Maybe about a third of the people were there. Maybe half, because people did come. There were a lot of people there on Thursday. But it was still pretty Mm low-key. But it was the time where, so we were all just relaxed and hanging out. It was super nice and just no pressure. And we started to meet folks as they came in. And they there were single guys that were there that were brought in. We say brought in. It's not like they're, it, they were they were invited. We'll put it that way. There were single men that were invited to come to the event as well because it was a hot wife event. And so that's what they were invited there for. And that's why they showed up because they wanted to be the, the M, the extra M or the bull in whatever scenario that was for these couples. So we happened to meet a lovely gentleman on Thursday. Super nice guy. Super fun. Super Super funny. I really connected. He connected with all of us. Mm-hmm. He's the type of guy that connects with everybody. And so it was really fun, though. But we spent a lot of time chatting with him. And so it was nice because I felt like I already got to know somebody. And I'm a connection kind of person, so I like that a lot. The first night was the party. We were kind of low-key. It had been a rough day. It had been a long day. A very, very long, long day. day. 
and we were getting things all kind of situated out and there really wasn't any kind of intention to play or do anything as a matter of fact we were headed back to our room and we happened to see this gentleman that we had met earlier in the day and spent a couple of hours with chatting out on the dance floor and so i walked by and it was a little bit later like 1 a.m 1 30 mm-hmm. in the morning yeah and we were really like getting we were, ready to turn we in to go bed. to bed yeah. and i walked by and so i thought why not fuck it this is a hot wife event take the bull by the horn so i asked him do you want to come to our room with us and he said yes and i said great give me like five minutes because i need like five minutes we went to our room and got freshened up and he came and joined us in our room and it was pretty hot so that was the first time in a long time that i can think of right that i've met some that day mm-hmm. and connected with them and then was able to have an incredibly enjoyable play experience that evening. Yeah, it's been a long... I don't remember the last time, yeah. actually. I'm trying to think of anything like that. We were so busy in New Orleans. I mean, we had that pesky like, COVID. You know, yeah, that, that pesky... <laughs> yeah, that shit really, like, <laughs> bogged things down. Yeah, I don't think... I think it's been a, it's been a very it's, long time yeah. in that type of a scenario. We tried at the Hot Wives of Las Vegas event. I didn't have any luck. I tried. that. So that was the other... The last attempt, yeah. which I had two epic fails. <laughs> <laughs> on that night. So this worked out well. So I was very happy that it worked out well. And again, it was somebody that I had connected with and chatted with and and had a lovely, lovely time with. So that was pretty hot. You got to sit and watch. I loved it. Which you I, enjoyed. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I was able to just sit and watch. And so Tristan literally pulled oh, yeah, up a I, stool I, at I, the yeah, end of the bed. I did. It was awesome. <laughs> and he was so wonderful and accommodating. Of course, yeah. it's a hot wife event. So that's what most of the hubbies were there for. Yeah. So yeah. So that was, that was kind of fun. Our play got cut a little short. We felt like it might have gone on a little. We may have been able to come up with like you would have been invited into the scene, but things ended and it was okay. Mm -hmm. It was very late. It was like 2.30 in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning. And we had somebody try and come in our room by accident. So uh, it kind of threw a kink into things. But I think we were close to done. And I don't feel like I missed out on anything. I, I was quite satisfied. So it worked out well. And then, though, I will say, though, for the rest of the weekend. So that was Thursday night. So we had Friday and Saturday. And Crimson and I talked about this too a little bit. There were a lot of amazing couples there. There mm-hmm. were a lot of amazing people there. I think we all four talked about this. There yeah. was there was a lot of folks there that we would have been very happy to connect with. And we felt like there was a lot of times that we felt like there was connection. And then it felt like all of a sudden you get to this point and it was like... Mm, kind of petered out. Yeah. And so we even kind of threw it out there that, hey, maybe we get some couples together and have like a nice big group room ourselves. And we floated that idea to a couple of different couples and it just didn't pick up any traction. And matter of fact, we were talking to another woman on Sunday and she was with her husband and they were also there really kind of looking more to connect with couples, not necessarily as in the hot wife aspect of it. And she said that they talked to a whole bunch of couples and that they would say, you know, they would ask about their dynamic and they're like, oh yeah, we play separately or we play together, but not this weekend. We're here for the hot wife event. When she started talking about that, that that was so common with all the different couples. They weren't looking to connect as couples, and they weren't looking to connect as individuals. They were there for the hot wife weekend, so that meant the hubbies were there for their wives, and the wives mm. were looking to get with the usually yeah. the single guys. Which, quite honestly, is why I was there. I mean, I, that's what I was you looking for. To, right. You wanted, wanted to, right. You wanted to, right, which you got on Thursday yeah, night yeah. with me. But it made a little bit more sense. It did, like, yeah. it, it, it didn't dawn it on us. us. We're like, better. but it's we are us. us, and we <laughs> wanted to have, like, group fun. 
fun time. And why wouldn't anybody else want to have group fun time with us? It's us. We're fun. But that made perfect yeah. sense. And it, it was kind of like, it, it oh, all checked out. Once it, it, once it, it really all kind of fell into place, really we realized, yeah, that, oh, that makes sense. That is what they yeah. were there for. But it was such a great event. And mm-hmm. there aren't events like that a lot of places. And so I could see where couples that were. It's a special yeah, event. That they were looking to connect with their single guys. So that was more what it was about. Yeah. But it was great and we enjoyed it. And we're headed back to Pod Bash in the end of September. So we'll uh, have another event, another takeover like that. We're actually doing a couple of takeovers. And um, really super fast before we sign off, let's talk about our favorite takeover that's going to be happening that you guys can still join us if you want to. Nadia New Orleans. Nadia New Orleans coming yes. up in July. Uh, we're getting ready to kick off the Discord group for that. So that's our, I love to call it Marina's Naughty Chat Group. <laughs> I started a naughty chat group uh, of everybody that's going to New Orleans that are listeners of ours. And then we host meetups and meet and greets when we're there. So if you are on the fence about going to naughty in New Orleans and you would like to go, reach out to us. We're going to tell you about it. We're thinking about doing a Zoom call and talking about... Yeah, we totally um, should. Yeah, and talking about what the event looks like and what it does and how to maneuver and how to navigate it. So stay tuned on our socials for that, like on Instagram and in our newsletter and on our calendar. And if you're on SDC or Cassidy, look us up. We're Accidental Swingers on both. And join our groups on SDC and Cassidy because I'll be posting in there when we do this. Right. So we'll be able to do a call and talk to people about what that event looks like. But it's an amazing event. If you haven't gotten your tickets and you want to go, look up our also on our website. You can look on our affiliate links and, and get your tickets through us. That helps us a little bit. The affiliate money we put towards having a party. <laughs> We were in New Orleans. So uh, that would be great if you do that. But yeah, that's the big thing that's coming up. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about going and you're not sure, they are very close to selling out. So you're going to want to do that sooner than later. So within the next month or so, they will sell out. Um, the Discord group for our listeners will be opening up in a couple of weeks as well. And so uh, we'll all start to get to know each other and chat and share stories and swap all sorts of photos and things until we get to meet in person in New Orleans. So we hope that you, if you're thinking about it, we hope that you will join us for that in the meantime i think that's really it for us let us know if you have any questions or if you have any comments or anything shout out to us uh you can reach me on instagram at accidental swingers or i'm at marina's tristan yep on our website uh email um you can click on our website contact us or my email is marina m-y-r-i-n-a at accidental swingers.com <laughs> And you are? Our light just went out. Last yeah. li- last little bit. Last We're little so bit close. Of light. I am Tristan, T-R-I-S-T-A-N at AccidentalSwingers.com. And that's us. So that's where you can find us. So make sure you reach out to us, touch base with us, tell us anything, uh, ask us any questions that you have. And um, until then, we'll see you next time. Until next time. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night. Love this episode of the Accidental Swingers? Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, AccidentalSwingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle.